Hey everyone, this is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Garrison. I'm super excited about the guest that we have on our show today, Atlanta Falcons long snapper, Josh Harris. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How are you doing today, man? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on. Looking forward to uh, talking a little football with you and a little bit of life. And uh, just thanks again for uh, for having me on the show. Well, man, we're so excited. We can't thank you enough for coming on. And I love your position because, I, in my opinion, there's three most stressful positions in football. Now, I think quarterback is the hardest because there's so much that goes into that position. But as far as stress goes, I believe it's the long snapper, the placeholder, and the field goal kicker. Because if something goes wrong, it's very clear which one of those three messed up. <laughs> if, the, if, the snap is, if the snap is high, well, we're looking at the center. If the hold gets bobbled, we know. And if everything, if those two things go great, well, then we're looking at the kicker. So I got to let you know, I got mad respect for your position because I it would stress me out, man. So <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I'm glad you understand, you know, and appreciate the nuance and uh, I guess the microscope that we live under. You know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate the uh, the respect there. Sure. Oh man, yeah, more power to you. I could not do it. But real quick, before we kind of jump into the questions, give us kind of a background on uh, your time with Auburn and really how you got to where you are with the Falcons. Georgia, uh, which is just about 45 minutes west uh, of downtown Atlanta, and I grew up a huge Auburn fan, and I wasn't recruited anywhere out of high school. I just walked on uh, to Auburn when I got there my freshman year. That was in 2007. Um, at the time, they had a guy who had uh, been the long snapper there for a few years, so I redshirted, um, and then I, that was in 2007. In 2008, I was the backup, and then I was able to start uh, from 2009 through uh, 2011, um, we were while I was there. We got to we won a national championship, which right. was great. That was my my junior year uh, in 2010. Um, you know, we got to win it on a uh, last second field goal, which in our you know in our business is uh, is really exciting. You know, especially you get to perform on that stage. You know, under that you know under those lights, on the, you know to win a game of that magnitude was uh, was really neat um, at that age, and you know. After uh, after college, it was pretty much the same thing. I thought my my football days were were, were over. I thought they were behind me. Um, but then I got a call one day from an agent that had you know he was, told me that I was ranked the number one long snapper in the country for the uh, for that year's draft class. And wow. honestly, at first I didn't know that that was a thing. Right? I thought <laughs> he was kind of joking with me. Um, I didn't know that they they ranked long snappers. So uh, that was that was really neat. I got an invite to the senior bowl. Uh, that year down in Mobile, got to play there, and then also to the NFL Combine uh, out in, in Indianapolis. And so I was able to perform well at both of those uh, different events. And, you know, it was funny that the Falcons actually, they called me on the last day of the draft in, uh, in 2012, and they had two seventh-round picks. And they said that if I was still available, that they were going to take me with one of those. And so I was really excited. Well, as I'm sitting there watching it, you know, by this time in the draft, the TV coverage isn't what uh, <laughs> I'm watching it go across the ticker on the bottom of the screen on ESPN. And, you know, both names go through for the Falcons, and it's not my name. So I thought, 
well, you know, I'm not really sure what to think. Um, you know, hopefully I'll get a shot somewhere. And right after the draft ended, Atlanta called and they signed me to uh, an undrafted free agent deal, which was great. It was incredible. You know, a lot of my friends thought that I had, you know, I had made it, right? You know, they were like, oh, you congratulations. But essentially, it was just another walk-on sign You know, that was the way that, that I looked at it and approached it. And I uh, got to come into training camp in 2012 and compete against a 15-year veteran uh, for the job and ended up getting it. And that was, uh, you know, that was eight years ago. So it's, uh, or eight seasons ago, you know, and it's uh, been a long, uh, long journey, but it's been fun. And I've been very blessed and fortunate to stay here in Atlanta, you know, the team that I grew up playing and rooting for. And now to get to play for them and to experience uh, some success here has just been really special. Wow. And I think the one of the cool parts about your job as being a long snapper is it's hard. It's a hard position to get because, you know, once a team can get one, a good one, they, you know, usually keep them for a very long time. So the competition, just for our listeners, maybe they may not know how hard it is to get that job. Just how how long, how many hours like a day would you put in just snapping the football? Because, I mean, it is, I mean, you're sending missiles back there, man, on a dime. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's a lot more troops than just the snap, um, to be honest with you. You know, when you, from in, at the high school level and the college level, um, it has a lot to do with, uh, with just the snap time and the accuracy. But now in the NFL, you know, there's other responsibilities and mainly the main one doing blocking. Wow. So as soon, on a punt, as soon as I snap it, you know, I've got to be able to recover and come back up uh, and block a guy that is trying you know, to run through the A-gap and, 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 and block the punt. And so it really doesn't matter, you know, how good of a snapper you are, you can't block that, get your, you know, your assignment, um, then the best snap in the world isn't going to lead to anything but, uh, but a blocked punt. And so that's something that I really work hard on every day. I mean, as far as snaps go, um, I would say on a daily basis, you know, probably in the you know, like 100, maybe 150 snaps a day, sometimes more, sometimes less, just depending, you know, on the time of year and, you know, what it is that I'm exactly working on. But all this kind of work on my strength and my speed, being able to uh, to recover from the snapping stance and, and get my hands on the guy that uh, that I'm responsible for blocking. And that's, uh, that's something that a lot of people, you know, don't realize either. They just think that, oh, just bend over and snap the ball and, and then run down the field, but uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. Wow. Man, 100 and something snaps, over 150 snaps a day. That's crazy. So the Falcons, we've had, and I say we for everyone listening, I'm a diehard Atlanta fan, grown up, just bleed black, red, and white, and uh, seen some exciting games, and then some games I would love to forget. We're not going to talk about Super Bowl 51, <laughs> but we're going to keep moving. But, um, sure. man, with the uh, – with the offseason, the moves Atlanta's been making, you know, new offensive coordinator, kind of new um, – we've let go of some guys. Some guys I hate to see go, but I get it. It's a business. I've seen some of the new pieces we've added. Uh, how do you think, and especially with the draft coming up, how do you think um, – you think this Atlanta team can be – I personally think we can be really good this year. You know, what are your thoughts on this upcoming season and what's our potential? Yeah, I mean, obviously the nature of the business, um, you know, is exactly what – what you were alluding to earlier that, you know, there's going to be new guys coming in and uh, guys that have been on the team, uh, you know, going in a different direction. And that's just the unfortunate side of it. You know, as much as we wish we could keep everybody around, um, you know, that's just not the case. And I think what really helps us and it, it sets us up, um, you know, to 
to be successful isn't necessarily, you know, the individuals that, that we have, you know, on the team, whether we had a free agency or the draft. It's really the culture uh, that we have here in Atlanta. You know, Coach Gwen has brought in, uh, you know, with his staff, you know, the, the mentality that, uh, that he has brought with him and, uh, you know, the brotherhood. You hear us talk about it all the time. It's very real, you know, and it's, uh, it's a connection and a bond that we have to each other, and, you know, the quicker that we can all just be on the same page, you know, the better off we're going to be. I mean, whether you're a rookie or, you know, a 10-year veteran, you know, we all kind of look at each other the same way, and we expect, you know, the same out of out of everybody. And, you know, for younger guys, it's, you know, on the older guys, just to bring them up to speed as fast as possible so that uh, that we can all play and, and you know, to our best, uh, to our, up to our best level. And I think if, that, uh, if that's the case, and, you know, the sky is the limit. And that's really the way we look at it. You know, we try to get 1% better each day. And, you know, that off-season, training camp, during the season, you know, anything that we can do to find an edge and to help bring our brothers along with us, you know, anything, any type of, um, you know, any advice that we can help to, you know, help these guys uh, come along and develop as, as quickly as possible, you know, not only helps them, but it helps all of us. It helps the entire organization. So, as a uh, as a Falcons fan, you know myself. Obviously, I always hope that we uh, that we're able to achieve you know our, our biggest goals each and every year. And I think we've uh, set ourselves up for that again. I couldn't agree with you more. I think Dirk Cutter coming back and that connection he's had with Matt Ryan and the their history before. I think I'm excited. I've I've never been more ready to March Madness is great. I love basketball, but man, I'm ready for football to start back up. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I can't excited to see who we get in the draft and man, just see how this how this team shapes up. And um man, I like I can't wait. So kind of going, I know we've talked a little bit about uh your time being a long snapper uh, and kind of what you're doing, obviously what you're doing now. So what is the we touched on it briefly, but to you, what is the hardest part? If you had to name the hardest part about being a long snapper, what would it be? You know, I think I mean, there's a lot of things that, that go into it. You know, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, um, you know, there's a lot of nuance in the in the in the position that a lot of people don't see. Um, but I think at this level, you know, the hardest part is the blocking. You know, is the uh, is your responsibility in the protection scheme? Um, you know, from team to team, that that can vary. Um, but at the end of the day, you know that. That's what you, that's where your uh, you know bread and butter. You know you got to be able to you got to be able to protect after the snap. And you know if I had to add something to that uh, on field goals, it's an eight yard snap from uh, from me to the holder. And I know that my ball rotates two and a half times from the time it leaves my hands to the time Foster catches it. And you know, my job is to make his job easy, right? I know it's not going to happen every time. And Foster is the best holder in the league, and he makes me you know, look good a lot. Uh, but I'm trying to deliver that ball where the laces are on top so that he doesn't have to spin the ball when he puts it down. So that all he has to do is catch it, place it, and the kicker, you know, he's not looking at, at, at the laces. He's not looking at the ball spinning. He's got a stationary target uh, to go ahead and let it rip. And so that really just boils down to, uh, to repetition. You know, and getting that practice in uh, each and every day, and just having it dialed in, and almost down to a uh, to a muscle memory. But you know, the the, the hardest part, I guess, about it, um, you know, bet- is between you know the, the blocking responsibilities, and um, you know, and then just delivering, you know, under the gun. I mean, anybody can do it out there in practice, but uh, but making sure that you're, you're 
tuned enough that uh, when the game's on the line, um, you know, you're ready to step up and do your job, you know, for the team. Right, and I love because people always think in, you know, the clutch situations when it's the go-ahead field goal or the field goal to tie it or, you know, win the game, people's always focused on the kicker when everything has to go right, when you have just as much stress on you to get that snap perfectly back to Bostra. He's got to place it. Once again, I, I could could not do it. It stresses me out just thinking about it. Um, but well, you know, something, go something ahead. that helps me with, with that is, uh, you know, I learned early on in my career from uh, from Matt Bryant. He uh, he told me something very valuable that I, you know, hold dear to this day. He said, you know, that he treats all of the kicks the same. And, uh-huh. you know, I really took that to heart, right? So the, you know, the first extra point snap, you know, in the first quarter, you know, you have the same mindset and the same, you know, thought process going out there for that kick they can do, you know, the game winner at the end. So if you start ranked plays, that's where, you know, doubt, you know, maybe some complacency and things like that start to creep in. So if you have that same mindset going in to every every kick, every time, you know, whatever it is, and really just in life, you know, having that same mindset, not ranking one day over the next or, you know, one job over the next job, just treat, treating them all the same with the same amount of respect and giving it all you got every time every chance to get, but go out there. Wow. And I can speak on on behalf of all Atlanta Falcons fans, and I say we will definitely miss Matt Bryant and love what he brought to our organization. And, man, just great memories of his game-winning, you know, go-ahead field goal to beat Seattle in the playoffs and just incredible memories, man, that that guy gave us. So, Josh, kind of to go on some more of a – kind of an insider look to the locker room that maybe a lot of us wouldn't know – uh, you're around the players, obviously. Who are some of the funniest players to hang around on the Falcons? Like, who who's the jokesters in the locker room? You know, if I had to say, I mean, jokesters-wise, I mean, the O-line has always been, you know, a group of jokesters. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're good people. They're awesome guys. And they're, uh, they're a lot of fun to, uh, to be around. Um, you know, I, I don't get to spend a lot of time with, uh, you know, with, with, with everybody, you know, spend most of my time with uh, with the kicker and the punter, um, right. as you can imagine. Which you know, Bosher is a you know hilarious guy uh, to me. You know, everybody you know kind of says the same thing when they see some of his mic'd up episodes. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, so so I got to say, you know, my guy Bosher. But I guess for a group, you know, the O line is uh, is pretty funny as well. Oh, I love that. Well, man, kind of our last question. And once again, we can't thank you enough for your time. Is uh, one of the things I respect about you the most, and something we share is uh, our belief and our faith. And uh, so, kind of, how important has you know your Christian faith been when it comes to being in the NFL? It's extremely important to me. You know, I mean, I, I for the longest time growing up, um, you know, I. I I just say I wanted to be a professional football player or a professional athlete. You know, a lot of a lot of kids have that that same dream, but you know, I wasn't quite sure what uh you know, what God's plan for me was, was going to be and how that you know how that looked, what you know where that was going to take me. But I always knew that He had a plan for me, and I was going to end up right where you know He wanted me to. And this uh, this opportunity that He's given me over the past seven years has been an incredible one. And you know, I just think it. Uh, take this platform that uh, that he's provided me over these years to uh, really glorify him. You know, I know that without him, none of this would be possible. 
and I'm just very thankful uh, for the blessings that uh, that obviously he's given me both, you know, from an athletic standpoint, but then being able to stay here, you know, in Atlanta, close to home, you know, close to my family. You know, I could be able to do this anywhere would be great, but the fact that I got to stay close to home, you know, makes it makes it even better. Um, you know, I think one of the things that uh, that really sticks out to me is. Uh, you know, on this stage, obviously, football is no longer an extracurricular activity. You know, this is uh, this is how I provide for my family. That was how I put a roof over my head and food on the table. And uh, the fear of failure was very real at first. You know, and wondering, you know, do I belong here? Am I supposed to be here? What, you know, am I, you know, am I going to play for one year, two years, or twenty years? You know, what 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 is going to happen? And you know, I think what's really you know being able to comfort me is knowing that. You know, like I said, he has a plan for each and every one of us. And I know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be and that everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, he already knows the outcome of every game we play, every snap I make, you know. And they say if, uh, if you want to hear God, God laugh, you know, just tell him your plan. So right, right. I, uh, I just, you know, I'm along for the ride and just eager and anxious to see how he wants to use me next. Man, I love that. I love talking to guys of, of faith and sports because they know it's uh... – Life is much, much, much bigger than the sport they're playing, and there's exactly right. there's a greater purpose. And uh, man, I can't. Gosh, this is just a fun interview. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, stay on the line. I want to thank you again. Uh, once again, everyone listening, this is Josh Harris, the long snapper for the Atlanta Falcons. Spring training's right around the corner, and man, is it is it September yet? I'm ready, ready for the NFL kickoff. I'm super excited, Josh. Thank you so much. For coming on, this is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. Until next time.